Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Africa Business Sport Podcast with myself, Adam Spio, and my ever-present co-host, Jabu Mitwa. Today we're bringing another sports conversation onto the podcast. As you know, we love to really dive into the business of so much sports, especially for those that are focusing here on the African continent. Jabu, who do we have for our audience today? Yes, Adam. So we are diving into a brand new sport. You haven't touched the sport on the podcast as far as I know, Adam. So it's a pretty interesting sector to go into mountain biking within Africa. We know there are many tours of mountain biking held across the continent. But we're going to look at specifically an emerging mountain biking um, organization, which is really interested and excited about their growth plans, specifically within Africa. So today we're speaking to the CEO of City Mountain Bike, Christoph Brainio. Christoph, thank you so much for making the time to come on the podcast and welcome to you. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me for uh, your podcast. Looking so much forward. Absolutely. So Christoph, if we had to just jump in and speak about firstly C- City Mountain Bike. Um, what is City Mountain Bike? What are its mission and also the vision that it has for mountain biking? And how many races across the continent have you had, for example, across the world globally? Because we know it's a global company. If you could give us more information around that specifically, and then we can jump into the mountain biking sector within Africa and globally. So uh, City Mountain Bike, you have it already in the name, is developed to bring uh, mountain bike into the city centers. Because our vision about the sport is to bring the sport where the people are. Not the inverse that we try to bring the people to the forest. No, we bring the sport into the city center. In this way, we created something very dynamic and very exciting. So we are working with City Mountain Bike on a short circuit in big city centers where we can bring many people together. On this short circuits of 500 meters long, we create natural or artificial obstacles. So that makes it very excited for the people who are participating. This is also one of our big missions to have local people participating in the races and to make them warm for the new sport. In this way, we reach a lot of young people, girls and boys, because for us it's a very important status that we have gender equality uh, in all our races so the girls are also very welcome in this on this very attractive uh, circuits without any danger but the difference is if you go faster then you have more attractive races if you go slower you can participate this is not the problem of the sport So by bringing the sport to the people, we touch them with something new. Something new in a sport with very short races of one to two minutes. So that means every two minutes, the audience have a new race. And that makes it very attractive to the people who are there. Everybody who is visiting the events wants to participate the next time. And this is also the big mission of uh, City Mountain Bike to get more and more and more people on the bike, even as well for the communities and also for the councils 
Because we know big cities are all struggling with traffic jam. And in this way, we try to activate more people in a wider range to bring people on the bike and to help also the authorities to uh, solve this kind of problems. Just on organizing a race, for example, and you know, really putting out the circuits, it does seem like an incredible task to just organize it. How is it organizing a race and what responsibilities, for example, does City Mountain Biking have that they need to focus on when going around the world and hosting races? So uh, it's, of course, it's a, it's a kind of experience as well. So uh, as you said already, we are worldwide active. We are active in 57 different countries on today. So the, the challenge is to, to have a good uh, team uh, on ground to act for us in the experience and the levels we have. For us, is there very important that uh, we have a partnership with local hosts where we share as well the values uh, of building a high-level track. Of course, out of these experiences, we know very well where the difficulties are to build these exciting tracks. But with uh, all the, the good uh, people around us, uh, we know very well where we have to put the attention, where we have to make a good collaboration with local authorities, where we have to go into details, where we can go a little wider in the setting. So uh, in this way, the team is really good prepared to go around the world and to make the same values uh, in all the races we produce around the world. So in producing races around the world, I'm very sure there are specific do's and don'ts and objectives that you tend to put forward to achieve anytime you want to be able to successfully hold the event. And um, I know that Africa is one of the emerging markets that you really want to come and set your foot here big time. And in order to and, and, and in order to do that, certain strategies which may not necessarily fit with Europe or across the world would have to be developed for Africa. So just take us through maybe two or three strategic objectives which you are looking at, especially for the African continent. So because the, the formula around the world is quite standard. So for us uh, now, the big challenge for the African market, because now we see we are growing super fast in Africa, uh, then I talk about uh, more than 10 countries who are now uh, very interesting to organize with us. So our, uh, our local team uh, will be managed by some managers who are traveling for us around the world. So these people will be there on ground uh, to manage and to work and to collaborate with the local team who will be uh, defined and uh, search it by the local uh, organizer as well. So for us, it's uh, very important to make this exchange of knowledge to build these tracks, to organize this kind of races and to keep on the value uh, high uh, in these races. Why the value have to be high? It has to be beautiful because uh, it's also broadcasted uh, globally. So. In this way, the standards 
uh, have to be very high, but I'm very confident in this way, in this collaboration with the local team and the city mountain bike team, that this works very well because the road books are written already in a very good way, in a very clear and understandable language that everybody can understand and can uh, help in this way to make the quality uh, high of these races. When you look into Africa, Christoph, and trying to expand city mountain biking and hosting races across different countries, at the moment, as it stands, which players do you feel you know, are, are dominating the space at the moment? I mean, when I think of mountain biking, at least here in South Africa, I think of the APSA Cape Epic. You know, there are a couple of races across the continent as well. In Morocco, there's Titan Desert. There's a tour of Kilimanjaro as well. So where do you see city mountain biking fitting in and how exactly do you crack this market essentially? So very clear in this way. So first of all, there is the big experience of South Africa with uh, the big uh, the big mass participation events. So first of all, uh, we want to put uh, our first steps in the, the southern part of Africa uh, because we see there also the, the, the performance of working uh, who is very defined and who is going very well. So, but now with Botswana, who is really very willing and interesting to uh, to get the, the high-level race and also the exposure, because we are talking about a postcard to show a postcard of the country uh, to the world. So, and I think this is the moment now to to develop and to create new things in Africa. We have a very strong interest uh, also from Namibia. They are also very experienced in, in many, uh, many different kind of races. Uh, then we have uh, yeah, a good interest uh, from Kenya. Uh, they are uh, also willing to bring the event uh, over there. Uh, there are Tanzania is very interested in combination with um, with Zanzibar. Uh, even some more islands. Uh, we had La Réunion who contacted us contacted us a few weeks ago to make a, a race on the volcano in in uh, La Réunion. So it's also a very interesting profile uh, to bring. And then we have also in Central Africa. We have Senegal who show with a very strong interest as well. So you see it's a very diverse uh, landscape uh, of countries who are interested uh, to bring city mountain bike uh, to their country. Why the big interest of city mountain bike in the African market is, you know, it's not so complex as an organization because we are working on this short circuits of 500 meters, and this is very doable uh, in organization uh, for the first time. So we are not based on a mass participation event as well. And we are having uh, in a maximum 90 athletes who are participating, participating in the highest level where we have uh, 20 to 25% uh, reserve it places for local athletes because this is also one of the missions we have in the African market 
uh, we are not in, uh, we are not so focused to have the races there and have no local participants. For us, it's very important if we bring races to Africa that we see also African athletes participating in the races and see them growing. I always give the, the very simple uh, example uh, how we we have this uh, vision of uh, bringing athletes, African Afri African athletes, to the top of a top class event is much easier. I see faster one African biker on stage in a city mountain bike world cup or champions league or world championships then we see an african rider winning the tour de france you know it's an easier way but the exposure is there as well super high around the globe so i think uh, after many uh, good conversations with many african um, uh, leaders of um, cycling federations, we see a lot of interest and they still they are really believing that this is the real uh, good strategy to go on short and longer term to develop athletes who are coming on the international scene of an event who is broadcasted and show it around the world. As compared to the West, culture of biking isn't really high here in Africa, and there's still a high um, mentality towards sport not being a lucrative um, pathway to one's career. And majority of parents on the continent, especially those who do not have the exposure to the benefits of sports, do not promote it for their children to for them to adapt to the career. So, how is CMB going to first of all break that mentality? that your child needs to be able to experience and explore biking as either a, a hobby or a potential career. And this is what they can get because, you know, here in Africa, football is the biggest sport that we have. And if you ask any mother or father, they would rather their child tries everything. That is if they appreciate sports to become the next Sadio Mani or the next Mohamed Salah. They don't, and, and, and there are not a lot of Africans who actually know about legends in the game like Lance Armstrong. So where is that strategy going to come in there to break that barrier with the mentality first and then adapt the younger people? Because I'm seeing here, and you said it perfectly, that for you to be able to success, be successful here in Africa, you're going to need participants from the continent. And if you have younger people who are participating, let's say, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds who are participating in these races, they become then your education aspect because they can go to their mates and their friends and say, hey, mommy, that this is actually a very lucrative career point that I'll focus on. So what are the strategies for breaking that? Because it's one thing for the cycling federations here in Africa to be excited about such initiatives. I mean, who wouldn't like an event, an international event coming to the country? But it's another thing having the people here being willing to participate and understanding the value that it creates. Very simple. You know, this uh, because we created the sport uh, 12 years ago, we had the opportunity to think in the, the question you are bringing up. And this is also a very important question. It's not only a question for Africa. It's a worldwide question. 
You know, we created the sport on this short circuit and how we activate these young people is we make this activation by fun. And for us, this is one of the keywords we use always uh, to the younger audience and the younger participants. We created the sport and the circuit we built in a way as the young children can practice on the circuit of the big stars and they have fun. You know, the click is very, very short made because it's a funny uh, discipline to do. And in development of this easy way of building these tracks, you know, it's also a very big uh, challenge, but a challenge in a very positive way to the federations to create more of this uh, permanent uh, eliminator tracks around the country that the, the children can have fun during the time that they can practice when they want and then if the activation is there and we see the talent uh, around the country then you see a much easier activation to bring young kids to a better level to top sport and to bring them to top sport it's really media who makes there the difference if they see their big stars if they see the track where they practice or they participated in a kids race and they see it on television they say hey mom this is the track where i won the race or where i participated and now you see the big guns uh, racing on the same track because the the spectacle the, the, the grade of spectacle is so much higher because if you see the, the real uh, top athletes going with super high speed on the same track that the kids are using, you know, then you see the big difference and the kids are coming already a hero just because they practice or they ride it on this track of the big stars. And this is something uh, where we were thinking from the beginning, we have to show the beginners, the children, that they can, that they are able to ride on the track of the top stars, the top stars in mountain biking. This is a little difference, uh, for example, and, but it's also the dream in football, it's not so easy to play on the pitch of the big stars in the big stadium so from there we had this idea to give a free kids race already where everybody can come when the kids participate when they bring their brothers their children their uncles their grandparents their parents you know it's always super attractive and it's one of the most beautiful parts of the event is it give you really goosebumps if you see the children starting and everybody cheering for the little the little uh, kids you know it, it gives a stadium feeling that they never forget and where we try to touch them hard to go and to uh, go on and to to reach higher levels in mountain bike sport i think that's very powerful and uh i'm, I'm just excited to one, they have the opportunity to be there at an event and get to see this because 
for me, I'm high on children and any initiative that's inclusive of them and uses that as a pathway to raise their mindsets and get them to understand that this is good for you. You can have a career in this. I'm very supportive of that and hats off to you guys. That covers the one side where we know clearly from what you've explained how to grow the sport in terms of participation. So clearly young people and young children are a core part of that strategy. And I think in terms of an aspirational vision, that is a fantastic way to just show kids that there's such huge opportunities when it comes to mountain biking in a sport, again, that is not extremely popular in Africa. And I think one of the reasons for that might be due to access, you know, just to the access of participating in that sport, you have to have a mountain bike, you have to have money to buy a mountain bike vis-a-vis other sports where um, you just need to go on a field and you need a ball, for example. So how do you create you know, that love and desire for children, the next generations to truly have a interest and a long-term love for mountain biking. And I think you've just covered that fantastically. On the other end, into how to grow mountain biking commercially in Africa, what is your view on how to grow mountain biking in terms of its commercial value within Africa? Is is it about having more governments spend on bringing races like City Mountain Bike to their countries? Is it more about brands and sponsors coming in and corporates putting in money to be partners and sponsors of these races? What is a sustainable way to grow mountain biking within the African continent and globally? So um, you said already many things that are in the strategy of this development for Africa, but also for other countries. As we see now, we had a super big development uh, in Asia as well. First of all, what we want to do is to connect the industry together with the federations as well, where if you bring high level racing, then you have high level sponsorships as well. We have also the idea in our kids races to make this sustainable an active project city by city. How I will explain what I want to say is if we create this kind of city tracks for the race. So everything we build, we can use again. For example, we can place this artificial obstacles to a sport park, to a park of cycling, to a park in the city center where we open it day by day for everybody to participate. Then we see a very big role of the federations and we see also a very big development of African federations now as well, is that we have these partnerships with bicycle brands where we can bring bicycles to the young people to practice, that they don't be directly obliged to to buy a bicycle but that for example in this park are 10 bicycles available for the kids where they can participate where they can train where they can have fun because we are really pushing very hard on the the part of fun because we have uh, also in our strategy happy people so happy people have fun And this is going together with uh, what we create uh, for uh, the new audience of cycling. And I'm sure one day, uh, if we see the strategy on a longer term and we have the opportunity to create some uh, stars in the African cycling uh, environment, you will see it will attract a lot of young people it will create a lot of activity. I give you an example what we created in uh, Indonesia 
uh, is not the real big uh, cycling country as well. But there, uh, the king of Indonesia, uh, the king of uh, the, the the governor, sorry, the governor of uh, of uh, Borneo, he understood very well how to create this activity, because he built a fantastic uh, mountain, a city mountain bike stadium. So this track is there uh, permanently open for people who want to practice on the highest level. I was last week in Indonesia and I had a meeting with the governor there and I was so happy to hear this because in front of this uh, stadium he created, there are some hotels and it was so fantastic to hear that the the degrees of occupation of the hotels was growing super fast to have this track there. Because he say even we have international riders who are coming here to practice and to train on a high level track. You see, it have a lot of opportunities to create, to let the sport grow, to let the industry grow, but also in a way for a country is important to let uh, also the tourism growing because it's a perfect combination of sport and tourism to show the postcard to bring sport into the country and to have the support of the tourism board that you can see everything is there because you know uh, we are working with very young athletes we have i was just today working in the numbers because we are managing our athletes in a very very good way I'm going to tell you what we are doing. We manage them uh, into social media because we are living in a social media world. So we follow up every three months our athletes to, to see if the community grows, to see which athletes are making big efforts. And this is really amazing to see uh, the growth. We grow it. I, the, I have the numbers here. We grow it in three months' time, 21,000 new followers, you know. These are amazing numbers. So that means as well for a country, and we have to realize this super well, and I see it in the African market very well, uh, growing uh, as well is all young people are busy with their telephone. You know, this is the same with these young athletes from all over the world, because we have athletes coming from 83 different countries worldwide. So, you know, it's quite global. And we see if they travel, and we manage them in a the good way. If they travel, they talk where they go. They go, they talk about the local cultural aspects. They are talking about what they are feeling, what they are smelling, what they are tasting. This is super important. So, and then you see the spread of the social media. Can you imagine the first races we will do in Africa as well? It will connect super fast with the young audience of the African market as well. You know, it's going so fast. Everybody wants to be part of this nice family. We call it a family because we are bringing many different cultural aspects together. We are bringing different races together. We are bringing different religions together. But you have to see how strong this community and this family is acting together. And even as I told already to many uh, presidents of the federations as well, we have base camps around the world. 
That means to act in a high-level way uh, that the national federations can make a selection of their one, two, three, four, five, depends on the budget, best mountain bike eliminator athletes, and they can send them, for example, for one, two months, three months to Europe, where they can stay in the base camp of City Mountain Bike, where we work on education, because I think this is also something very important and for sure for the African market. We see it now with our athletes of South America as well. They are there, they stay one, two, three, four, five, sometimes six months, but they go back with a good luggage. What I mean with the luggage, they traveled around the continent, they traveled around the world, but they are educated in a way that they come back with uh, the luggage of speaking a new language, eh? that they have improved, for example, their English in a very good way. So you see the, the environment and all the things around city mountain bike, it's more than sport alone. You know, it's a full package of development uh, for young athletes and young people. And, you know, they spread it around the world because they are super active in social media. Adam, isn't that just so fascinating in that, you know, Christoph is talking about luggage here and also the exposure that these bikers have going around all over the world and the power in the digital age for them to you know, put all that content up on their social media accounts for them to connect and engage with fans. I think mm. with the sport specifically that is definitely still growing in Africa, to have the tool of social media and having digital mm. platforms to share those stories and sharing all these places they go and all these different cities they go to throughout the world, that can definitely be a way to truly accelerate and amplify a fan base or an audience that is going to follow that sport. Do you know what it represents in sports? It represents Ubuntu. And for Christoph, if you may not know, Ubuntu means I am because you are. And you guys are taking very strategic steps to creating a holistic experience for these bikers. It's not just about coming one weekend or one race day and coming to perform and go. No, you want to know how they're lighting you up. You mentioned something about smell and taste, which is very powerful to me. So you, you give these bikers a family experience. And when you have a family experience, it makes it very easy for the individuals within that family to not only promote the good work of the family, but to try and bring people into the family and show the good work. And this, you know, segues into my last question. On, I know one of the very interesting things in sports that really drives the understanding and appreciation of sports is content creation. And when we see content creation, a lot of young people are within the content creation economy when it comes to sports and and uh, for most of the sports that we tend to see content being created around is football ba basketball a bit of cricket here and there how then can young people become a part of the content creation for some of your activities for example jabo and i we like to produce content when it comes to certain events within the sport business industry what are some of the strategies that cmb is exploring where we can get a lot of content being created so that so many people are not just following you on TV, but on TikTok, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. And you get a lot of people understanding and appreciating the business side and perhaps may even want to become bikers themselves one day. 
Yeah, so this is uh, super important. This is also the big investment of City Mountain Bike in the long-term vision and the long-term uh, exposure. Uh, we are very, um, very careful in choosing our producing partner for TV. Because uh, for us, we are broadcasting the events live in 112 different countries. So this is a really big reach. Uh, for example, last year we had a reach of 24 million uh, hours viewed uh, with the repeats and everything. So this is huge for a young and a small sport. And uh, to answer on your question and to go deeper in how we see the creation of storytelling. We talk about storytelling. You know, uh, we are working with very renovated uh, production houses around the world. For us, it's not the key of having uh, a production house who is close to our uh, place where we live. No, we are looking wide around the world because we want to go very deeply in storytelling. Storytelling is very important to show, but we have great ideas, but not we don't have uh, already all the budgets to, to do what we want to do. So just the idea on longer term, what we want to create, if we are able uh, to finance all these things, is that we travel with a camera team to our athletes' home, that we see also the big difference, the cultural difference, how people live, what are their daily activities, and to show behind the live television show, also from where the people are coming, what they are doing, what are their habits, how is the feeling with their family, how do they act in the daily life. For me, this is one of the big values to the future, to unify also different people around the world, to see, okay, we are all the same, we are... Uh, practicing the same sport we are we have the same passion in life and this same passion we can share from an other angle of view depends of where you live in the world but on the end we are all the same people and this is also one of the missions of city mountain bike to show by a smaller sport where we have much faster local athletes on the highest level to show the world how we are thinking, what are the values, what is the mission, what is the vision. And you know, if we can create all this um, content together with the young riders who will be more and more important because the storytelling for them will be important to feed their social media as well, to reach a bigger audience. And if you take all these numbers together, this is what City Mountain Bike is doing for the moment. And it's also exceptional if you see the high reach of social media, the high reach of television, the high reach of the new platforms of tomorrow. We want to be everywhere and we want to do this together with our athletes. It's not Christophe Brenil of City Mountain Bike, CEO, who decides everything into 
uh, racing our development. No, we are working very closely together with our ambassador athletes. These are the big guns. But we are also listening to all the athletes who are participating in our racing because this collaboration for us is very strong and we will never change anything near regulations, near track, near obstacles without the, good, uh, the, the permission of the athletes, but all the athletes on every level. And there you see we make young people who are participating in top-level racing also important because they have their voice into the strategy of the long-term vision of City Mountain Bike. And I think this is something uh, in our creation. We are super proud that we are thinking in this way for us. All athletes are on the same level. All athletes have their voice and all athletes can help each other, can help the organization, can help the federation. And for us, every voice, every athlete is very important for the future. And that's a perfect place to end off. And just to say how fascinating that is to hear how important and intentional City Mountain Bike is about really putting out content creation and really the storytelling aspect of it has been really exciting to hear because, I mean, as you see with other sports, for example, F1 and you see Drive to Survive documentary, the more you give fans that behind-the-scenes sense of who their favorite mountain biker is. I might not be a mountain biking fan and watched all the races, but if there's a specific mountain biker who I related with their content on social media or I related with their story when I saw it on the content that is produced by City Mountain Bike, I may watch a race just because of that biker. So it's a fantastic way to really, you know, push your audience acquisition. And especially when it comes to young people in a continent that is so digitally savvy, but also one of the youngest, if not the youngest continent in the world, that's a fascinating way to grow a new sport relatively within a new continent. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have a chat with you. That was Christoph Breno, the CEO of City Mountain Bike on the Africa Business of Sport podcast. Christoph, it was a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.